trust the movement I negate the chaos Uplift the negative I'll show up at the table again Welcome to Grassroot Ohio, conversations with everyday people working on important issues here in Columbus and all around Ohio. I'm Carolyn Harding, and today I'm talking with Stephanie Penn Spear, Cleveland resident, business owner, and environmentalist. In January 2020, this January, Stephanie will be joining the crew of Expedition. That's spelled E-X-X-P-E-D-I-T-I-O-N. T-I-O-N. It's an all-woman crew sailing around the world to raise awareness about the devastating environmental and health impacts of single-use plastics. She'll be sailing on the leg from Panama City to the Galapagos Islands. Stephanie is the founder of EcoWatch, Expedite Renewable Energy, and Stellar Consulting, the company she currently runs. Her main focus throughout her career has been uniting and amplifying the voices of the grassroots environmental movement to mobilize millions of people to engage on the most important issues impacting people and planet. When Stephanie is not working, she's likely paddleboarding her beloved Lake Erie or some other body of water. Welcome, Stephanie. Thanks for having me on, Carolyn. Great to have you on. EcoWatch was my first trusted environmental newsletter and you founded it. I follow the national organization, The Waterkeepers, and you're a Lake Erie waterkeeper. And a year ago, my sister and I discovered and applied to Expedition. But due to our kids' schedules, we haven't yet committed to a leg on the journey. And you are ready to set sail. You are one of my heroes. And it's so good to have you on Grassroot Ohio. Tell us about Expedition and how you, how you got involved with it. Yeah, well, thanks for that. Um, so I was in Florida last winter, um, and I had an email from a friend who sent me a link that just said, this is perfect for you. And it was a link to apply to Expedition. It was my friend, Ethan Barkukas. And I looked at it, and I just felt right. And so I applied. It took many months to hear back, and then I was interviewed, and then they offered me a leg, and I said yes. So it was really, um, it was really that simple in a sense. However, I've been an environmental advocate for 30 years. I now am running a consulting business, working with the leading people who are creating change on a national and global scale. And I love doing work for them, but I, I like to also roll up my own sleeves and focus on a project myself. And I wanted to give back to Cleveland. So this is a volunteer project for me. One of the goals of people saying they want to do it is that they bring the message back to their hometown. So I've decided to work with high school students here in Cleveland to help educate and motivate them on the single-use plastics issue and really learn from, from their experience of hearing the problem and come up with solution-based ways to reduce single-use plastics in the Cuyahoga River and Central Lake Erie Basin. So it has turned into a very exciting project for me. I'm getting inspired by the students at the School of One, which is part of the Cleveland Metropolitan School District, based out of the Foundry. I'm also working with students at the um, Davis Aviation and Maritime School. Um, so it's, it's really exciting and 
Uh, I love that aspect of it. I'm also rolling my sleeves up on some local policies like the Cuyahoga County Plastic Bag Ban, which has been extremely frustrating this week, and I'm sure we'll get into that. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, it was as as simple as a friend saying, hey, this looks like a good fit for you. Uh, And I applied, and I'm really looking forward to hopping on the ship at the end of January. So who is the brainchild or the producer of this expedition? Yeah, so it's Emily Penn. She's out of the U.K., and she is the founder of Expedition. She has been uh, sailing around the world and realized that plastics is, you know, at a crisis stage and is impacting our entire globe. And she started to do these expeditions, and this is the first one where over the next two years they will travel around the world. And she's become one of the world's renowned leaders in not only getting people engaged on citizen science to help fill the data gaps, but also to work on solutions. And it's, it's her brainchild to bring women together. Uh, to work on solution-based ideas. And I find it really fascinating. They're incredibly organized. Um, I haven't met Emily or we've emailed a little bit, um, but her entire team is wonderful. We just had our first call last week with the whole crew who will be on the Panama City to Galapagos leg. Mm -hmm. And I've just been incredibly impressed with how they're organized, um, and how they've managed to bring all this together. It's going to be a two-year project, and so it was kicked off back in October? Right. In October, they left from Plymouth in the U.K., and mm-hmm. it's so great. You can go to expedition.com, and again, like you said, it's with two X's, mm-hmm. and you can track the entire voyage. Um, but as they, you know, say right on their we- website, it's the round-the-world voyage, and they're bringing together 300 women over two years and 30 voyages. And they have the map right on the site, and you can see, you know, the exact uh, route that they're taking. They're right now on leg four. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and they'll be making their, so they're in the Caribbean, and they'll be making their way to Panama City, and that's when I'll jump on board. And why did you choose that leg, Stephanie? <laughs> well, I go down south for the winter. Um, I, I'm an empty nester now. I'm, I love paddleboarding, and I love the sun and the heat. So I'm fortunate to work remotely and get to, um, you know, experience warm weather in the, in the winter. Uh, so, one, it was during the time that I'm down south anyway. Um, two, I've always wanted to go to the Galapagos Islands. Mm, me too. And uh, and I, I work a lot. So, my clients rely on me. I've virtually never taken, because I'm an entrepreneur, um, any extended vacation mm-hmm. without having my head crammed in a laptop <laughs> for at least some or most of it. Mm-hmm. So um, it's two weeks just seem like a good amount of time to, you know, tell my clients, sorry, I'm going to be 
completely off the grid. Um, and it's going to be, it's going to be, it's the Galapagos is always in a warm climate. So it's, you're going to have just warm weather. You'll be on the boat. I was thinking about some of the legs that might seem, might be pretty cold and pretty um, rough weather. Yeah, that was also part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so far from what I'm hearing, that Caribbean leg they're on now has been hot, mm-hmm. and that sounds really wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be right on the equator, and it's not, um, it's not a Caribbean-type climate, but it just depends. It should be decent, and um, I'm hoping for hot days and sunshine. So I want to just backtrack a little bit. Why, why is it an all-women expedition? Do you know? So I do know. So it, it's for a couple reasons. One, because they're, um, women are un, underrepresented, underrepresented in sailing and STEM careers. So Expedition and Emily Penn is very passionate about providing female role models in these fields. Mm-hmm. Plus, Plastic and toxins we find in the marine environment have also shown to impact women in different ways than they impact men because some of the toxins are hormone inhibitors and endocrine disruptors, Mm -hmm. so they impact fertility and can cause diseases like cancer. So it's been shown that human, human impact is greater on women. So those are the two main reasons that they chose to, you know, bring women together. I, I find it empowering. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I've gotten to communicate with some of the women who will be um, participating in the same leg, and everyone seems great. Are some of the um, crew members going to be on the expedition the entire two years? I don't know if anybody is on the entire two years. Um, there'll be about 13 of us. Eight of us are at the level where I am, where we are considered crew, mm-hmm. but they, and, but we bring some skill set to the table. They try and diversify each leg. Um, and then there's three women who actually know what they're doing in sailing the boat. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> that was and, my next question. <laughs> and then there's a lead scientist. So um, we have uh, the, 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 Science, so the main science lead for the entire expedition is Dr. Winnie Courtney Jones, mm-hmm. and she will be the lead on our, on our leg. She's not on every one of them, but she is the lead. Um, she's at the University of Plymouth in the U.K., and so she'll be on board as well. And she'll be guiding you, and you'll be assisting her in doing this research on the water and the plastics in the water? Exactly. We're actually going to have three focus areas for the citizen project, citizen science projects we're doing. Mm-hmm. We'll be studying surface water, so we'll have a trawl that will skim the surface area, and we'll do that almost every day. And so we'll be able to see what is on the surface area. We'll also be doing subsurface sampling. And then the last is subtitle sediment. So we'll actually be sampling sediment to see what types of plastics exist there. We, you know, this is very science-based. We're collecting data that's going to help fill the world-renowned plastic studies Mm -hmm. so that we can come up with better solutions. Excellent. 
Now, if if someone's listening to this, Stephanie, and they they want to be part of this, is there still time for them to sign up or apply? Yep, right on expedition.com in the upper right-hand corner is an apply now button. Yeah. So they have closed out many of the legs, but they are accepting legs from leg 17 to leg 23. Where is that? And That's probably the cold so, ones. <laughs> well, um, there's actually, so leg 17 goes to Cape Town. Oh, um, nice. So that is probably amazing. amazing. Um, leg 20 is Barbados to St. Lucia. That sounds um, nice. That does. Leg 21, St. Lucia to Bermuda. Um, they spend a whole leg exploring Bermuda. And then leg 23 is Bermuda to North Atlantic Gyre. So we have five gyres, five subtropical gyres. What is a gyre? What is a gyre? So, yeah. So a gyre is circular is circular motion. There's five subtropical gyres, and they're where plastics converge because of circular motion of the current. Oh, I um, see. No one explains gyres better than... Dr. Marcus Erickson, and in my presentation, I have a video of him explaining the five subtropical gyres. He's been to all five of them, and I've reported on his work for, for about a decade. Um, and so, Expedition will be visiting four of the five subtropical gyres. Well, this is Grassroot Ohio, and I'm Carolyn Harding, and I'm talking with Stephanie Penn Spear. And she is getting ready to set sail with Expedition. It's an all-women crew um, journey around the world. And she's going to be on a leg of the journey from Panama City to Galapagos starting at the end of January. Stephanie, tell us, what is your connection with this single-use plastics now th- and in Cleveland? And what, is your, what's, what really kind of like resonated with you to get, to get, in this, get involved with this? with Cleveland. I'm an, yeah, uh, well, I'm a born-raised Clevelander, and I used to focus my entire career on environmental work locally as well as the, throughout the state. I published a newspaper called Affinity from 1990 to um, till I was pregnant with my second kid, so about 10 years, and um, I've always been passionate about educating, motivating people to care about human health and the environment, uh, specifically in my hometown and, and the state of Ohio. I, pay, I took a little reprieve from that when I transitioned EcoWatch from a newspaper to an online news site, which automatically flipped the switch to it becoming a national and global company instead of a local organization. Um, so for the last decade or so, my time has been spent more on more national and global issues, and now my clients all work on national and global issues. So I really wanted to, you know, like I said, roll up my sleeves on a local issue. So I'm an avid paddleboarder, and I'm out there when it's warmer almost every day, and it's disgusting how much plastic we have in our Cuyahoga River in Central Lake Erie Basin especially if it's a north wind because it's, you know, coming towards shore, um, pushing the plastics towards shore. If there's a heavy rain because we have combined sewer overflow, we have an inundation of, of garbage, um, including plastic. I, I've been reporting on 
the single-use plastics issue for decades and working with some of the most renowned people. And, you know, I see it firsthand here, and I just want to do something about it. Uh, I think Cleveland's fortunate to have um, some other great organizations. There's a new uh, Surfrider Foundation Northern Ohio group that has just been doing stellar work, doing beach cleanup, getting involved in policies, engaging the community. So happy that they're around. Um, they actually just got chapter status um, in the last week or so. Um, so that's great to see. Um, as far as Lake Erie Waterkeeper, I do work with Sandy Bin. She's the Lake Erie Waterkeeper. Uh, I'm just helping as an advisor and bringing classics work to the to the organization, she's based out of Sandusky, mm -hmm. but Lake Erie Waterkeeper also works to protect the waters of the Central Lake Erie Basin. San, um, we have one minute left, Stephanie. So I'd like you to um, give our listeners how they can reach out and follow your adventure, and how they can find out more information, and also um, what's up with your plastic ban bag ban in Cleveland. We have one minute, so. If you can wrap it up. Okay. So people can follow me on Twitter at Stephanie Spear. It's S-T-E-F-A-N-I-E-S-P-E-A-R. I'm Klee.Sup on Instagram. And then you can friend me on Facebook at Stephanie Penn Spear. Those are going to be the three best ways. But also follow the channels for Expeditions. So go to Expedition.com. That's two X's. And, do, and follow their social channels as well. You know, we're at a crisis point with the plastics issue. Plastics is a climate change issue. In, you know, Cuyahoga County has worked so hard to pass this plastic bag ban, and then the city of Cleveland now has delayed implementing it for six months, which will very likely mean it'll never get implemented because the state of Ohio looks like they're going to pass a, um, a law that will bag that will ban the bag ban. And Stephanie, so, that's our time, but we're with you because Bexley, Ohio has passed a ban and we're going to fight it and we're going to stop it. We're yeah, going to So get get educated, get active and, you know, get be passionate about the issues you care about. Have a great trip. Thank you so much. Okay, thanks so much. Bye-bye. For this last third of Grassroot Ohio, I'm talking with Bev Reed from Concerned Ohio River Residents. She is um, fighting the PTT Global Cracker Plant, and uh, there's a lot of news in the in buzz in the paper and the news today about Governor DeWine meeting with the international uh, investors. And Bev, I'd like you to give our folks an idea of what's going on right now regarding the PTT Global Cracker Plant. Yeah, so the, um, the cracker plant that is proposed for Belmont County, Ohio, um, has been uh, delayed for uh, years now, actually, and it was the end of 2018 that they got their permit, um, their air permit, and their water discharge permit mm -hmm. uh, granted by the Ohio EPA, and um, <clears throat> so they have all their permits to construct this thing, but uh, it seems like they're delaying their decision to invest in it, and we don't know exactly why. Um, so well, that's kind of what's going on. So I saw in the news um, with Governor DeWine 
um, with a whole lineup of investors from, um, um, I think it's South Korea and Thailand. I'm not positive about the um, exact location of where these investors are from, but it looked like things are moving forward. So do you, uh, what's, what is your sense um, of what you can do as activists over in the eastern part of Ohio to slow this down? And what can people do to help you? Because w all we know that this cracker plant will be taking fracked gas from um, all over the um, oil regions of Ohio, as well as Pennsylvania and West Virginia, and turning it into um, plastic pellets to, be, to make single-use plastic, correct? Right. So tell us what folks can do to help, help you. Well, uh, right now, since Governor DeWine just met with the company, we need to uh, storm his social media with uh, opposition. So you can go on Twitter and reply to the, the tweet that he just put up today with him with the officials. Um, and you can comment and say, uh, you know, protect our kids' health, deny this cracker plant, and represent your people of Ohio rather than uh, corporations. Um, that's one thing you can do. Another thing you can do is call him. Um, his number is 614-644-4357. So um, we're also having a calling campaign right now, and of course a letter writing campaign. You can find his information online. Um, and Bev, how can people find you and your organization? Yeah, I'm sorry, my dog is going crazy. <laughs> um, so uh, my organization is called uh, Concerned Ohio River Residents, and uh, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, you can also go to our website, uh, No Cracker Plant O V, as in Ohio Valley. dot com. Uh, that's No Cracker Plant O V. dot com. And, and Bev, what is your... I'm sorry, go ahead. And connect with us that, that way. Excellent. Bev, what got you involved in this, and why are you working so hard to stop this cracker plant? People don't know what it is. It's more of an industrial complex, right, where they break, break up the frack gas into um, ethane and then turn it into um, little pellets so they can right. export it out. Yeah, so it's a toxic process from top to bottom, and I'm a registered nurse. I'm com uh, concerned about public health and what it could do to my own family um, and myself. I'm still young. Um, the whole process is, is toxic, and the earth um, just can't take any more plastic to the level we are wanting to create it. I mean, uh, scientists are telling us that um, plastic increases climate change. Um, there's just so many negative effects of it, and you can find all those studies on our website that I just mentioned as well. And what's going on, too, is the state is trying to pass a, a bill that would prevent communities from um, banning plastic bags. Um, they don't, and I'm sure it's connected with the oil and gas industry because that would limit you know, how much of this plastic they can create or, the, or even the need of it. It's happening right now. There's a Senate Bill 222 that had a hearing yesterday, and there are two communities that have passed uh, plastic bag bills in their, um, in their cities. And so it's, it's, it's coming to a head. So what will happen if we don't stop this PTT Global Cracker Plant? Uh, what will happen is there will be a lot more uh, 
infrastructure to uh, the state, um, to the entire Ohio River Valley. So you'll see all types of infrastructure from the frac pads to the compressor station, to the refineries, to the plastic making facilities, all the way up and down the river. And so that would mean a lot more uh, health impacts. Um, that would mean locking our economy into this boom bust cycle, um, which is nothing new to the River Valley. And we still haven't learned our lesson, apparently. I didn't know um, you were a nurse, Bev. Tell us what are some of the uh, medical implications of, of living around this big petrochemical hub, but also with the plastics? Yeah, so our air quality here in this region is already not great. Um, we have a, my family has a particulate matter monitor right outside our home, and it, it measures in the moderate level on a daily basis, so it's not great, kind of right in the middle. But we just got it. We'll have to see what it shows in the summertime. I'm sure it'll be worse. But the particulate matter lodges deep into the lungs, and it's so fine that it can get straight into your bloodstream. And it can cause things like uh, premature um, death in people with existing heart conditions. It can exacerbate asthma. Um, children are especially prone to adverse health effects. There's also a uh, volatile organic compounds that come from these type of plants and from fracking itself. And those can cause things like uh, cancer. And studies show that. The EPA reports that. So those are the two main things. And then there's a whole slew of other things, minor things like headaches, nausea, mental health effects, living by these facilities, um, sense of hopelessness and dread that people get when they live around these types of things. Um, I t I've talked with people who are affected by fracking, and, and their lives are miserable. And we'll just exacerbate that problem if we agree to this stuff. Because I understand it's, um, they don't just have this one cracker plant in mind. They, ha they plan on building five, six, more? Yeah, last I heard it was uh, up to five. Five. Um, but, yeah. Five. And it didn't just one of these kind of plants just blow up recently? Or is yeah, there's a, there was an explosion at a cracker plant down in Texas. Now, that cracker plant uh, was not exactly like the one that they want to build here. It's some sort of cracking process, mm -hmm. and we're checking on that. But, um, but still, uh, these plants do explode, and um, they're highly volatile. And, Bev, what town is this around? Where is this at exactly? It's right across the Ohio River from Moundsville, West Virginia. Um, it's a cute little historical town. Um, it has a it has a, a Native American burial mound right in the middle of it. It's a pretty cool town, actually. And do these people want this to happen? I've done a lot of door knocking, and um, I would say at least 80% of the people I have talked to door knocking in Moundsville are opposed to it. A lot of people um, are looking to move or are already in the process of moving. Um, of course, you have some supporters, most of which are either benefiting directly or hope to get a job there. But another thing is people think they would get a job in this industry, but really it's going to be mostly out-of-state workers. So that's another thing to consider. So um, just one briefly, Bev, what can people do to stop this PTT Global Cracker plant from coming on? Well, um, 
go to our website. We have a petition. We have a couple thousand signatures already. Um, please help us out that way. Attend one of our meetings. If you can um, just show up, get involved, educate yourself. And contact Connect the wine. Yes, contact the wine. Um, oh. Contact the company directly. Uh, write to them. All right. Well, we'll make sure that we have your website on our Facebook page. And thank you so much for your work. And thank you so much for your time tonight. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. All right, Bev. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Grassroot Ohio, 94.1 FM, WGRN.org. We air Friday nights at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can listen to all our previous shows archived on the top post of our Grassroot Ohio Facebook page. There's a time to listen and learn, a time to organize and strategize, and a time to stand up, fight back.